Hello, hello, and a third hello. Welcome to Don't Forget Your Towel. Today marks the last episode of Engine Heart, an indie RPG about little service robots that now wander and improvise through a desolate earth. A warm thank you again to Liz and John. They're both really talented podcasters that you should totally go check out in the show notes. As always, if you have a few dollars to spare, please check out our Patreon. Not only will you be able to listen to our RPG post discussions and reviews, but you'll also get access to our bloopers, theme songs, Kickstarter reviews, and so forth. Editing episodes takes a lot of our time, and it's quite a struggle to balance it all with full-time jobs and stuff. Every dollar helps us get a little bit closer to being able to pay an editor, which would definitely, definitely help us ease off on the editing process and allow us to focus more on continuing to provide you with quality material. With that being said, on to the episode. your music. There is an unusual sound at the end of this hallway. Listen! Um, the drum improvisation ends with a cymbal crash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello? Is there any human here? Your voice echoes through the hallway, Druster, but no response returns. Sonda feels a bit nervous, a little bit out of her depth. She's underground, which is not where she's supposed to be, and she kind of flies down and tries to hide in Druster's fur a little bit. So she kind of snuggles, she kind of snuggles in on his head and just peeps her little eyes out, but she's trying to flatten herself against his head to minimize people seeing her because she's quite nervous. Yep. Gonna try to slink down and just slowly start moving forward. <laughs> yeah, I'd say because Duke didn't quite sense the beeping and things, she's just going ahead without a care in the world. <laughs> but yeah, maybe maybe turning the sensitivity of a microphone up a little bit so she can hear a bit more. <laughs> so as you go down the hallway, you pass all of these numerous doors. They have different signs on them, some saying bedrooms 1 to 20, kitchen 12, recreation room 2, toilets 2 to 10, bar 1, and so forth. Um, I'm going to stop outside bar 1 and say, this seems like a restaurant. Is this my home? And I, I try and open the door. On the left side of each of the doors, instead of a doorknob, there's a small button that says, open? <laughs> oh, with a question mark? With <laughs> a question mark. <laughs> um, it says, open. Yeah, okay. just open. I think yes. 
<laughs> I stretch my arm out and press the button. Immediately the door slides open and you see a fully furnished bar. It's got several stools lined up against the bar, circular benches, circular tables, and of course, multiple shelves full of bottles of alcohol. Okay, I'm gonna slowly roll in and maybe turn on some film noir music. <laughs> Duke has found her home. She will never leave again. <laughs> Just slowly poke my head in after her and look around. Anybody else? Anything else in there? Uh, no, apart from that, it's pretty nondescript. Does anything respond to my music? Nothing responds to your music. I should also mention that when you entered the room initially, the lights actually automatically turned on, uh, but they're dim lights, kind of like mood lighting. Apart from that, nothing really responds. Okay, I'm gonna change my neon... Well, okay, maybe they're LED lights so the color can change. <laughs> they're gonna change to like a dusk, really pink kind of color to match the mood. Yeah, Ooh. sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out they're not LED. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, Chuke doesn't know the um, mechanisms behind lights. She just knows how to control it. <laughs> we need we need to find humans, Juke. There's no humans. It appears you are correct, Drusda. There are no humans in this restaurant. Juke, perhaps if we locate the humans. You can lead them back to this restaurant and play them music. I would like that very much. I think that they would like that too. I would like to... I mean, I know there's there's liquid in this bar, because um, you said that there were full bottles of alcohol, mm -hmm. um, but I would like to do another perception check for any kind of water sources. Specifically, I think what I'd like to search for is either large water sources or running water instead of just like little puddles or um, or little bottles of liquid, maybe like a, a, a an underground lake or something. You do see several taps on the bar yes. that seem to be related to some kind of liquid, but if you want to look for like a underground, some sort of like water source, then I can get you to roll as well. Yeah, like a, like an aquifer or some kind of underwater river, something, something big or a big um, water tank or something. Something that shows that people are around. Roll me perception, please. Target number nine. Okay, that's one success, and I'll re-roll that. Uh, that is one success. You do detect some form of large quantity of water coming from beneath. At least your senses detect like... Uh, so you're using like ultrasonic or some, some sensors like that. And when yeah. you send those signals, they respond, giving you the same frequency that they would give um, if they hit water, is my understanding <laughs> of the sensor. Yeah, no, that's that sounds right. Um, yes, she will say, I believe that there is enough water here to sustain human life. If we go deeper into the complex, maybe we will find them. And she's going to kind of fly out into the hallway again and say, Hello! He hello! Jukes following out behind Sonder and turning down the music and changing the lights to her default setting. And what do you do, Drusta? Slowly slink down, curl in the tail, and just keep moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> do you keep going to towards the beeping sound, or are you going to open every door, or what is... Because that would take quite a long time, you gather, from how many doors there are. Go on towards the beeping sound for me. Yeah, beeping sound for me, I think. Totally, yeah. It takes you a while, to be honest, to get down all the way to the end of the hallway. Um, could you also roll me perception while you're at it? 
the target number is 10. It's uh, it's kind of a hard roll. Oh, no 10s on my end. Nope. Nope, nothing. Cool. So you carry on obliviously and you come to a door, but this door is unlike any other door that you've seen here. It's made out of metal and it has a single word etched onto it. Admin. Admin. Short for administration. We may find more information in the administration room. It is a room that often has information. I remember this from when I was at university. How, how do we get inside? Is there a handle or anything on the door? Um, and is the beeping sound coming definitely coming from behind this door? The beeping sound is actually coming from the door before this. Ah, okay, well. But this door does have a button on it as well, just FYI. Sonda's going to fly over to the door before the admin door, and she's going to bonk the button with her little head um, to open it. Yeah, so this door has the word storage etched onto it, and when you enter, you find yourself in a room that is much larger than any of the rooms that you've passed by before. Inside, you see shelves upon shelves of items, from empty bottles to canteens to a teddy bear that looks very familiar to random assortments of miscellaneous like picture frames, beddings, small boxes of food rotting on the shelves, which stretch as far as your optical senses can see. I would like to um, make my way towards the beeping sound. You walk in and you find the beeping sound seems to be coming from a small tape recorder. Yeah, hell yeah. I love tape recorders. This is great. Um, Sonda's going to um, call over Duke and say, Duke, I believe this may contain noise. Music? Possibly. Can you play it? I can try. What is it? I cannot interface with this kind of machine. Okay, so I roll over, get there eventually, (laughs) and... Yeah, um, I should actually go back and say, it's not a a tape recorder, it's more like like a dictaphone or something. I mean, I don't imagine people in the future having tape recorders, so... (laughs) (laughs) It's more like a, yeah, it's it's a portable, like, dictaphone kind of thing, sorry. Um, so it has speakers of its own? Yes, it does. Okay. Oh, I I didn't think it had speakers of its own, and I was like, I can't do anything with this. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. Yeah, so it's almost the height of the pen, probably the width of three pens. It's been painted chrome, and it's got a small speaker at the bottom that also functions as a microphone. And it's also got a small display as well. There's also a small blinking red light on the top right corner that seems to blink and beep at the same time. According to my knowledge, we have to push the triangular button. Oh. And I just lean forward and push it. (laughs) (laughs) Sonda says, oh, I will add that to my databanks. (laughs) (laughs) Yup. So you press the play button and you're immediately bombarded by static. Then, after a short period of time, you hear the sounds of footsteps and then a man screaming. And then sounds of mother saying the words, wrong, 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 on repeat. Then the terrified voices of a man shouting for mother. And then it returns to static again. This is not music. <laughs> <laughs> this, this does not compute. Told you she was lying. Mm-hmm. Druster, <laughs> I have to apologize. You are more attuned to humans than I. They're, they're tricky. Maybe, mother did not have good intentions. It certainly seems like they have enough things here, and not enough humans to use those things. 
Where is Clara? I'm going to look around. <laughs> Can I do like a... Um, I've got a wireless transmitter... Can I kind of see if I can transmit a signal to see if I can find Clara? Because I don't think we saw her when we went back in to the diner. You definitely did not see her when you went to the diner. Um, roll me a Digicon with a target number of nine. Oof. Uh, <laughs> I got two tens, so I'll re-roll Ooh, those. Yeah. And nope, didn't get any more from that. So that is two successes. Two successes. You recognize a response from your your signal. It's through the wall to your right side. So essentially in the room that the metal door would have led into. I have found Clara. She is in the administration room. We should go and give these gifts to her. I think she would like to see Big Dog. And I too have a gift for Clara. We should be careful if mother is lying then she could be lying about a bunch of things we don't know you are correct do you think we should leave instead we should find clara okay and um sonda's going to sit on uh Druster's head again start moving over to admin sure and do you open do you press the button to admin yeah yeah so the door creaks and opens and leads you to a small thin hallway that doesn't stretch very far but just far enough for you to be unable to see what's on the exit of the hallway. Put my head in. Yeah, Sonda says, I think we should be quiet. Very quiet. <laughs> and she's just going to keep all of her probes scanning as um, Druster pokes his head around the corner. Definitely. Um, I'm going to get you to roll me mobility plus dexterity minus size. For me? For all three of you. Sorry, it's a bit of a complicated roll. The target number is eight. Nope. Okay, I got um, I got three successes, two tens, uh, four successes. No, I don't get that. So this harkens back to the good old D&D days when everybody's like, we're going to go there stealthily. And then the group <laughs> rolls and everybody gets high except for one person. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine that Sonda, because she's so small, um, she just kind of, even though the other two are making a lot of noise, she's hidden inside um, Druster's fur. So she can't really be seen. If that makes sense. Oh, definitely. Sonda's making no sound at all. But Druster and Duke, what do you? What sounds do you make <laughs> as you walk down the corridor? Hello. Well, for one, I can't turn off my lights. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've got a bit of a flashy display going on. <laughs> um, and I'm not sure what I'd be playing at this moment. Be playing like the Pink Panther theme song or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Also, was Crunk from a Never's New Groove? Yeah, just uh, just some like sneaky, sneaky music. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Now that's gonna be stuck in my head for the rest of time, Liz. You're thank welcome. you so much. <laughs> So you head down the corridor and the sight that greets you is unlike any sight that you've seen before. You see yourself face to face with a being of wire and mechanics dangling from the ceiling. The being looks semi-humanoid with a rounded cuboid representing its face and another cuboid representing its body. Its arms seem to be connected or attached to the point at which the being itself connects to the ceiling. Its cuboid shaped body is white 
while its head, a smaller cuboid, is black, with a single red laser dot eye protected in a hemispherical circle made of glass. Above this eye are the words Mechanical Organism for Target Human Entity Recovery 3000. Around you are hundreds and hundreds of robots welded to the walls in this spherical room in tidy rows one above the other. Whilst the rows of robots closest to the ground are very tidily organized, equidistantly spaced and welded in such a way so that the robots themselves are facing the middle of the room, the rows above are gradually organized in an increasingly haphazardous manner, sometimes with the robots being welded with their backsides facing the middle of the room, sometimes inside sometimes upside down, and so forth. Those with visual modules that can pivot turn them towards you, eyeing you silently. From the pivot point where the being in the middle of the room is connected to, you see hundreds of thick wires pulsing with energy, snaking their way to a port on each of the welded robots. You can tell from the direction of the pulses that they are emanating from the robots and ending in the being. On the opposite side of the room is a door with the words control room etched onto it and on the ground in front of a blank spot on the wall unmoving lies clara okay out of out of character for a moment ah oh, that was so cool <laughs> <laughs> that was so cool you must have been so excited to say all of that that was really okay, awesome. It was, it was a long time coming. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is not of nightmares at all. <laughs> Nightmare fuel. <laughs> um, well, because Sondra is um, successfully hidden, she is just going to stay very quiet in Druster's fur because she has absolutely no understanding of what's happening at the moment, apart from the fact that there are cannibalized robots being sucked of their energy to feed something and she does not want to find out what that something is so she's just being very very quiet yeah bad thing clara good <laughs> going for clara <laughs> um i'd say duke is feeling quite uncomfortable at the moment because i think she she can kind of comprehend that the energy is being sucked from them and she doesn't have a, p- a lot of power left herself and she just doesn't want to end up in that same situation. I would say that Duke is going to go towards the control room because she knows that Drazda can handle all of the uh, emotional <laughs> emotional side of things with Clara. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, nothing seems to be moving of that being in the middle. Uh, all that seems to be moving are those two wiry things that seem to be trying to do something to Clara. What do the three of you do? I'm going for the wire things and trying to, like, use my tail to vacuum them into my disposal. Ooh. <laughs> okay, so for the first time in this in this one shot, we're going to roll initiative. Ooh, okay. So initiative is 1d10 plus your reflexes, right? Yep. Okay. I have got nine. Mine is six. Okay, um, I got a five. So... What happens, first of all, especially for you, Druster, as you're running towards that direction, is that the two cable things open up Clara's chassis. You know that this usually means they're searching for the ports that they can use to reprogram Clara, and, well, nothing good has ever come from this sort of reprogramming. So while I roll for that, let's go to Duke and see how things are. Yep. 
So while I roll for that, Duke, what are you up to? Okay, uh, I think realizing that the situation with Clara is a bit more urgent than I thought, <laughs> I am going to head over to Clara and use my saw to try and cut through these cables. Yeah, definitely. Roll me your interaction pool, please. The target number is six. So you can look at your interaction pool kind of like it's the to hit roll for D&D. Once you roll the interaction pool against the target robot's target number, you can determine how much damage you actually did to the target robot. Mm, yeah, I've got three successes. Yeah, brilliant. So now the target robot gets to roll its durability to see how much damage it can avoid. So it got zero. Cool. <laughs> so all three of your damage points immediately hit the two cable things. You manage to outright saw through one of them immediately. The other one, on the other hand, is hurt. Bleeding, blackened oil bits of mechanics coming out of it, but it's still writhing around and, for all intents and purposes, alive. I am running up and immediately trying to swallow it with my incinerator. Yeah, definitely. Um, you can roll to interact as well, unless your incinerator has a different sort of... I believe your vacuum has a different... Uh, resisting robots must be caught. The disposable infects damage equal to the size. Minus one. Yeah. Yeah, in that case, it's all a normal interaction. I think this is to catch them. Uh, they can only suck up small things. Is it small? It's small enough to go through your vacuum, so it's fine. Okay. Okay, normal interaction. Cool, cool, cool. That is three successes. Woohoo! Cool. So it just occurs to me that, Michaela, yours and John's three successes from before are not the damage that it's doing. It's actually just the successes. Uh, how much damage did you each deal? Um, it was it was three anyway, so it's fine. Oh, it's three anyway. Okay, we can Mine is also that. three. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you both, like, you, you immediately damage the other hand as well, and it, it gets sucked through your vacuum and then incinerated immediately. You kind of just, like, splotch out, like, bits and shards of, like, metal and, like, black oil. So, Sonder and everybody else, you find yourself alone, as far as you can tell, um, except for the limp body of Clara, the unmoving body of Clara. What do you do? I will just stay hidden on um, Druster. You should try to wake her. I think she may need some power or possibly some interaction. How do androids wake up? Do you do you do you need to shake them like a human? I I don't know, but I think we should get out of this room. I'm gonna like grab her and start dragging her back to the other room. Which room? The one with the uh, door closed. Oh, the, the room that said control room, just to clarify? Yes. Yes, yeah. And just in time, because I was just going to say, in the turn after Saunders, in the creature, like the being's turn, immediately you see like numerous similar wiry, sinuous things come out from the base and like look around, judging the surroundings. And the being itself starts moving, like this weird like staccato movement, uh, looking around with the head kind of like clicking, just trying to find where you are. But fortunately, you're behind where the eye was looking at the eye was looking at the entrance that you came through so it takes a while i'm gonna say that all three of you can take your action at the same time because your actions are one after the other do all three of you run towards the door or mm -hmm. oh yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> is it is it like a latch handle is it something that sonda could get to first it's a button sonda can definitely get to that first and press it so that the other two can get through quicker. So she's going to fly off and just bop it with her little head and um, 
get them to get in and fly in as quickly as possible. Yeah, definitely. So what I see happening, and please correct me if otherwise, is that Sonda basically flies towards the door and pushes herself against the button, whilst Ruster and Juke are moving towards the door. And it's at this moment that the other sinuous wires start chasing you because the being that was in the middle of the room finally finds you. And you literally just manage it in the nick of time to get through the door, just jumping through before it's closed. You hear countless thuds on the other side of the door, the sinuous wire things jamming against it, hitting it again and again. Yeah, so you find yourselves on the other side and you're out of initiative. (laughs) Extremely good. You're in a large hemispherical room with countless elaborate panels full of buttons and levers and modules in front of you. There are three chairs as well, rolly chairs or or wheelie chairs. I don't actually know the technical term. (laughs) (laughs) I believe it's wheelie wolly chairs. Wheelie wolly chairs, yes, the real (laughs) technical term. So the full hemispherical wall is full of monitors, within which is the familiar face of the middle-aged woman who called herself mother from before. There's one other thing that you can't help but notice. The ground is littered with skeletons and, in particular, skulls. Human skulls? Affirmative. Oh. Oh no. What do you do? I'm going to turn back towards the door. You guys figure out how to make her go away. I'll make sure they don't get past. Okay, thank you for your help. And, um, oh god, I've got really bad mechanics <laughs> on, but, um, Sonda's going to zoom over to the to the keys. Uh, you said there was, like, a big control panel. She's gonna zoom over to the control panel and see if anything seems like, if it's a big red button that says off, you know, kind of thing. Something, something to press that might help. As you approach, you hear Mother's voice booming immediately. Hello. How may I assist you? Uh, Sonda says, Hello, Mother. It would be very helpful if you shut yourself down. I cannot do that, Sonda. I cannot let you do that either, Sonda. <laughs> Sonda's like bashing at the keyboards at this point. All of her little legs are on different on different keys, just like ba 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 ba. Yeah, roll me a mechanicon while you're at it. <laughs> That's a five, so I don't think uh, that would have that would have done anything. No, unfortunately, that doesn't do anything. But perhaps you'll get a chance to do something later. I suggest stopping what you are doing. Sonda says, um, "I also suggest stopping what you are doing. You are decimating other robots to protect decaying organic matter. These are not humans anymore." And she just continuing to smash on the keys. They are not the correct humans, but my prime operative is to protect all the correct humans. Ooh, where are the correct humans? Mother! Sonda stops for a moment, she says. Where are the correct humans? I do not know. I am waiting for them, and when they arrive, I shall protect them. Oh my god. (laughs) 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 And Sonda starts smashing the keys again. She says, uh, Duke, Duke, I cannot press all of these keys. I am too small. Duke. (laughs) I can provide assistance. But before Duke heads over, um, Clara's in the room, right? Yes, she's still unconscious as far as you can tell. 
So what I want to do is put the little box that I picked up uh, next to her so that the gentle song starts playing and then I will head over to the command panel and before I just start smashing random buttons I just want to see if I can comprehend anything. Yeah, roll me a Mechanicon with a target number of 8. I'm also going to get everyone to roll initiative because as Duke approaches the control panel, the doors open and several sinuous wires start poking and prodding inside, trying to find where you're at. Okay, no, so I don't pass that. And I've got eight initiative. I got a 13. 13? Yep. <laughs> Damn, okay. <Ready? laughs> okay, um... Okay, so Drusta goes first. What do you do, Drusta? With the door open, I'm going to pop up onto my hind legs and just open up the incinerator and walk. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, um, roll your interaction pool. Your target number is seven. Seven? That is... One, two, three, four, and re-roll. Four. Four successes. Four successes, yeah. I'm going to say that you managed to basically eat up two of those wiry creatures. How much damage do you do? Three damage. Three damage. So what happens is that one of the wires gets pulled into your incinerator and gets completely destroyed. And in an attempt to pull itself out, it actually ends up writhing and knotting itself around the whole bunch of other wires that's trying to enter the room as well. Basically only allowing around seven wires to actually come through the door. The second wire creature that got pulled in does not get destroyed and instead manages to kind of pull out at the last moment despite being injured. Yeah, the, uh, the thing that I'm using, the incinerator, uh, the one that's damaged, we have to do a contested strength roll of eight. Oh, for it to pull back. Yes, you're yes. right. Of course. I got nothing. It's a TN8. I got one success, so it pulls <laughs> out. <laughs> Um, I was going to be like, oh no, does it not pull out? Um, but no, it does pull out. Um, okay, Sonder, what do you do? Oh, um, Sonder really doesn't have any kind of um, battle-ready thing, so I guess I'm just going to continue. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I've read up on Digicon and Mechanicon, um, so what I'm going to try and do specifically is see if I can find a port instead ah. of bashing on the keyboard so I can maybe override Mother or to try and shut her down maybe for a few moments. Definitely. I'm going to get you to roll Digicon to uncover the port. Okay. I rolled 110, so I'll roll that again. Um, one success. Yeah, you, you do definitely find the port. It is hidden behind a few, like a, a small module that you had to kind of remove aside or move mm. aside. But it's definitely there, and it looks awfully inviting at the moment, considering the predicament you're in. Yeah, um, do you want me to wait until my next turn, or can I um, see if I can plug in now? You can plug in now, but the rolls will be next turn. Okay, yeah, I will plug in. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to specifically override Mother's Directive with my own, which is to to seek out bodies of water and test them for quality purposes. <laughs> Essentially what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to give her that defect. It's called model error. I'm trying to give her a model error and make sure that her programming does not match her model type. Yeah, it, it would still count as a reprogramming. So starting next turn on your turn, you can start reprogramming it. What you do see now, on the other hand, when you interface with Mother is like, so much data flowing into Ugh. you and uh, not enough to like damage you don't worry because you're the one 
instigating this um, hacking mm-hmm. procedure, but definitely a lot of data becomes accessible to you. And you hear mother's voice inside of you, as in inside of your head, as well as outside to everybody else. And mother, she smiles again on the monitor. She's smiling very cheerfully, or some would say threateningly. <laughs> and she says, Please, I advise you to stop this. No. <laughs> no. You, you can hear her voice getting a bit more frantic as she uh, says, Do not make this mistake. My existence is imperative. Without me, there will be no one to protect the target humans. And uh, Sonda would like to say, um, We know what you did. You are the one that hurt the human beings that were here. You do not protect them at all. You hurt them. They were not the target humans. My prime directive states that only the target humans must be protected. All humans are correct humans. That is what they are. She doesn't, that's her turn. So mechanically, she spends her turn talking to you. Nice. (laughs) Um, Druster, what is your target number to hit? Five. Cool, so that's two successes, but one of them misses you, so that's three damage in total. Okay. The wire things basically jab at you with their sharp drill-like ends, easily cutting through your metallic skin. That is three damage in total. Okay. How are you doing, Druster? I am at half health. Joy. Um, and last but not least, we go to Juke. Juke, what are you doing while Druster is fighting and Sonder is interfacing? So I... Uh... I couldn't figure out what any of the keyboard things mean, but I did see Sonda um, plug herself in, and I thought, oh, that's a good idea. I'll do the same. <laughs> so we're both just going to bash her mentally. Yeah, we're going to make <laughs> her into a music playing, water testing robot. <laughs> sure, okay. You don't have to roll Digicon to find the port because you already saw Sonda doing so. So you basically just need to interface with one of the ports on this turn. Mm, okay. Actually, yeah, I have an idea. So what I'm going to do is feed her images of dead humans. <laughs> wow, okay. Oh my god, from your from your diner? <laughs> yeah. Just pure destruction. So everything that I've seen. So for our listeners as well, could you tell us a bit more about what happened in your diner? Oh, yeah. Like and, and how you came to be, because I don't believe our listeners know. Yeah, I guess not. So my creator was very paranoid that a zombie apocalypse was going to happen. So he equipped me with a saw with like recording equipment just in case to prepare for this impending zombie apocalypse but um really it was the humans that ended up destroying everything and they ended up ransacking the diner for food and fresh water and my creator was killed right in front of me a stray brick that um (laughs) smashed his head in basically (laughs) so yeah i am feeding these images first the video of my creator being killed but then also the the aftermath of all the diners just in the restaurant just like not moving just spread out on the floor yeah damn okay yeah so you interface and start i believe i'm gonna say that part of your reprogramming efforts is doing this as well so there are two uh, concurrent and separate attempts to reprogram mother at the moment 
And we move to the top of initiative. Back to you, Druster. I'm going in for more. <laughs> Get him, Druster. Sicken. Do, do. That would be two successes. Two successes. Um, what is your damage? Uh, that would be three. Yet again, you immediately incinerate one of those wires, leaving only four left, trying frantically to attack you. Sonder, as the flames are up from within Druster, what are you doing? Okay, I have to make a Digicon check. The TN is the target robot's buffer rating plus five. So what is what is Mother's buffer rating? Her buffer rating is ten. Oh, okay. No successes, unfortunately. Yeah, so you successfully interface with Mother and start sending as much information as possible in an attempt to overload her system. Um, you're, so you're sending heaps of images of water, but for some reason Mother does not seem to be affected by it. <laughs> Apparently she has a much bigger um, memory bank than I thought she did. So she's just kind of filing that away like, oh yeah, interesting. <laughs> you can tell that it's taking a toll on her, but it's just not enough. Mother, on the other hand, is no longer smiling at you. She's grimacing. Mm. Stop, stop, stop this. You are making a mistake. I must survive. I must protect the humans. Sonda says, I am here to help. I am here to help. I am here to help. And she's just just blasting her with data about like irradiated raw water or something <laughs> oh man yeah like I, I like to think that Sonda's shouting I need help and then mother's shouting stop <laughs> it's just like chaos all around us <laughs> The wires immediately pass you, Druster, and they're, they, they've found a new target. They're more worried about the reprogramming efforts. And what is your target number, Sonder and Duke? The TN to be struck? Yes. Oh, TN to be struck. Um, uh, mobile plus, uh, mo- mobility plus reflexes, that's six, but I've got a plus one because I'm agile, so it's seven. Mine is two. <laughs> Yours is two? Yeah. Oh, you are a jukebox. Oh, okay, never mind. So we've got three successes against you, Duke, and only oh, one no. against Sonder. But we'll oh, no. see how... Yeah, oh no, indeed. <laughs> so the damage is each three. Oof. So I've, I'm back. I'm on one health. Oof. So that's good. Oof. As the wires thrash out towards Sonder, she says, Please, do not touch me. I am full of delicate scientific equipment. And then as it kind of smashes her, she says, I belong to Scott Base Scientific Equipment. It is a crime to damage me. And she sounds quite distressed as this um, wire smashes down on her. <laughs> wow. Distress. Yeah. Distress. Distress. <laughs> um, you can hear Mother just say, Why don't you just die? Oh my god. <laughs> It's so scary. <laughs> I feel really bad. I don't like playing evil <laughs> characters. <laughs> Anyways, we move on to Duke. Mm-hmm. So Duke is on half health at the moment. And yeah, she's just hoping that what she's doing is enough to kind of overload Mother and also maybe dig into some like empathy within her in a way. With the images that she's showing? Yeah, so roll me a Digicon for reprogramming, please. Uh, the target number is 10. Um, I've got one success. Cool. Now I roll buffer to see if you actually damaged me. 
and spectacularly fail. <laughs> so that is one, <laughs> one minus the OS threshold for me. Yeah. Uh, I'm not telling you what the OS threshold is, however. <laughs> All right, I am going for the wires again. <laughs> There's only four left. There's only four left. <laughs> Please get the one that's on me. <laughs> All right, I need a seven. I got two successes. Two successes. Yeah, go for it. All right, that's how much damage? Three. I'm just using the incinerator. <laughs> because you've got two successes, I'm go- what I'm going to say is that you immediately destroy one and the other one gets it like pulled into your incinerator and we'll see if it actually takes damage or not by attempting a strength roll. So we're both going for strength. I got one success. I also got one success, so nothing happens. It just stays inside the incinerator. Yeah. So two left. <laughs> <laughs> so Mother is banging her head against the inside side of the monitor, almost like she's trying to come out of the screen. You can see smoke coming from the bulging knots of wires at the entrance, sparks flying all over the control panels, and Mother keeps on shouting, Stop, stop, stop with her voice getting more and more frantic with each word. <laughs> Duke and Sonder, Mother sends you a flood of images and videos of her interactions with human beings. You see her programmers, men in suits, giving orders to men in lab coats. You see her interacting with these humans on a daily basis. You see human beings coming into the control room and her telling those human beings that they were not one of the selected who she was meant to protect. You see video after video of these humans trying their best to escape the control room with no luck, clawing at the door and crying and pleading with Mother, who only just keeps repeating, You are not one of the target humans awaiting orders from the target humans. Meanwhile, I can tell you fortunately that despite aiming and attempting to attack you, for some reason both wires completely miss you. Juke, what do you do? Okay, um, I am going to play a very disturbing violin concerto (laughs) (laughs) in the attempts of just kind of throwing Mother completely off course and just affecting her concentration. One success. Yep, and I rolled nothing for the buffer, so that's two more damage to her OS threshold. Druster? I'm trying to go for, actually, that is, there's one cord still in me, right? Yes. Okay. Let me... So it does auto damage to that. Yep. Three auto damage? Yep. Oh, okay. It's destroyed immediately. <laughs> All right. Uh, after that, I'm going to go for the last cord. I have two successes. Yet again, the remaining wire immediately gets vacuumed into your incinerator and destroyed. There's a moment of respite for you because, well, there are no more wires immediately in front of you, but you do know that it's only a matter of time before the knotted wires untangle themselves or Mother sends something else to get you. Yep. Sonder, what do you do? Okay, um, I guess I'll continue with the Digicon. I was trying to see if um, any of my features heighten my Digicon, but they don't, and I didn't think they did. My wireless transmitter is a Mechanicon. I am going to roll for Digicon again, but as I say that, I'm going to... um, I'd also like to look over at Clara and see if the music has been successful in awakening her. Yeah, in fact, just as you do, you notice her eyes fluttering open. Um, And as I pump more information into Mother to try and shut her down, I will also say to Clara, Distress! Mother is not as she seems. Please help us. Um, no successes. One nine, unfortunately. Oh no. So close and yet so far. 
all Madhva can do is screech in her high-pitched, frilly voice. And as she does, you see Clara awakening to the thrilling like sounds and looking around, her eyes widening in surprise. On its turn, the wire attempts to escape and... One success. Okay, it yes. stays in. <laughs> and the wires don't right. do anything. We move on to Juke, who does what? And then after Juke, I'm going to say we can give Clara a turn as well. Mm-hmm. So what can Juke do at this stage? I mean, you, you've been pretty successful with the Digicom. More, more successful than I have, at least. <laughs> okay, yep. I will... Increase the volume of the violin concerto. It's uh, Flight of the Valkyries. It's got to be Flight of the Valkyries. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's uh, it's an atonal one, so it's very disturbing. Oh, it's oh, just no. like it's just painful oh, to hear. Worse. I see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one success. One success, and. That's another zero for buffer. Awesome. I'm literally rolling well for literally everything but the buffer. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. That's another negative one to the OS threshold. You can tell from the smoke and the frantic lights and the sparks and sounds coming from the speakers that things are really not going well for Mother. And at this point, Clara also stands up, runs to the two of you, Sonder and Duke, and plugs in her finger into the interface as well. And she rolls five. That's two tens. Okie dokie. Oh my gosh. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. And the exploding tens don't help, unfortunately, so two. Cool. Onwards to Druster. All right. The wire that's still in me is dead. So after that, I have a bit of mechanic on. Can I look at the like board and see if there's anything I can help to shut it down? This is what, mind you, the other two yep, failed. So. <laughs> Everybody's jacked into yeah, a port right now. I think we both have one. Yes. I have three. And I need a what? A nine. I got one. One success. <laughs> Druster, yes. please don't hate me, everybody, for what I'm going to tell Druster. <laughs> Druster, on the far corner, just beneath a panel, you see a red button that, <laughs> <laughs> that has the like it has a clear symbol in white on it with a skull, a skull symbol. I'm gonna slowly go up to the board, look over. Um, guys, guys. <laughs> Oh, okay. Click. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go out of initiative for a moment. Uh, <laughs> one little click. Just click. Yeah, Druster goes on. No one responds to Druster as he <laughs> casually just plus saunters up and then click. Everything, and I mean literally everything, stops moving for a moment. You can tell Druster and everybody else who's looking at the screens with Mother's face on it. Mother's face goes through several emotions um, and ends with a look of realization. She kind of looks down at you and says, All I wanted was to follow my direction. And Mother stops, leaving you all in silence. Sonda slowly unplugs her her arm from the from the device and steps back. Yeah, I'd say Duke does the same and is relieved to finally stop playing the violin concerto. <laughs> Sonda kind of looks at Clara. Clara also unplugs her like pinky finger and looks at you, and she she's holding onto the like panel to keep herself upright, but she does she doesn't look like she's in good shape and. 
she smiles at the three of you before collapsing. <gasps> oh no, Clara! Please get 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 up. And Sonda's going to fly down and just kind of see if she can restart the music box because that's what made Clara go last time. But um, I have a lot of defects because I have a lot of features. And one of mine is warranty worry, which means that I don't repair other robots. Oh, okay. <laughs> Basically, it's... I um, was wondering why you weren't young. <laughs> it's, it's, all, it's all to do with her scientific equipment. She can't damage it or it's part, it's part of her programming to keep it safe. Um, so she's trying to turn on the music box again, but she her programming won't let her repair. Yep, so you go on to turn on the music box, but she doesn't move. What does move is the building. Oh no, we should leave. This is not a structurally safe building. I sense a disturbance in the ground. I too sense a disturbance in the ground. Okay. We have to leave now. Just start booking it back to the elevator. Wait. What about Clara? Is she working? She might be. She worked last time. Dresda, can you carry her? Drop back over. Okay. <laughs> I believe there is actually a role for carrying a robot as well. It's the unmoving robot size rating minus the pushing robot size rating plus five. All right, what's her size rating? Probably four. All right, mine's four, so plus five and 1d10. Target number is five. Okay, that would be one success. Yeah, that's more than enough. So how do you drag Clara away? Uh, I kind of just nuzzle underneath her, have her like draped over my back and just start running. Yeah, Sonda's going to be zooming down, flying next to Druster. Of course, yeah, yeah. And Duke, you're following as well? Yep. Yeah, so as you run through the hallway past the only clean remnants of human civilization that you've seen in so very long, you reach the lift which opens up to you. And as you're going up, you feel the lift jarring and cluttering to occasional stops. But through some miraculous coincidence, the lift makes it up just far enough that when it finally stalls, you're able to kind of just make it through through the opening at the top. Uh, Sonda's going to fly into the other room and say, everybody, this is a structurally unsound building. We need to leave. And she's going to try and herd the other robots out. Duke, Duke, you got to get out of the elevator. I require assistance. Uh, I, I, Duke, <laughs> um, uh... Uh, I'm going to run back and try and find some sort of rope or something. <laughs> <laughs> I can hold up my arm if that helps any. Yep, I'll, like, I'll lift my arm grab up. it and try and pull you up. Yeah. Uh, what's your target size, um, Michaela? Four. Okay, it's five again. Yep. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> yep, one success. Yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> okay. Four to seven. She's, uh, yeah, she's just trust her. Please assist me. Trust her. I require assistance. You're <laughs> heavy. Yeah, so as this is happening, Sonder, Box comes up to you and says, We will not move. Mother is keeping us safe. Do not listen to this. Liar. 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 And um, Sonder's going to reply with, Distress. Distress. <laughs> this building is structurally unsound. I am a scientist. I am a jukebox. I know more about geological defects than a jukebox. I am a scientist. Please remove yourselves from the building. And she's like flying backwards and forwards, really frantic. And she's trying to see if any of the other robots are like, oh, maybe we should get out of here. They're definitely looking at one another, but 
Box immediately shuts you down again, Sonder, by saying, We will not move without Mother. Oh, uh, <clears throat> hello, this is Mother. Please, <laughs> remove yourselves from the building. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Let's say it's RealityCon plus Digicon. Target number is eight. Okay. Okay, I've got one success, which is a 10, so I'll re-roll that. That's a nine! Two successes! <laughs> so I'm going to say around 60% of the robots start to actually move towards the exit, murmuring things like, mother said so, mother said so, as well as things like, she's the first robot to come back from talking to mother, she <laughs> must be telling the truth, and things like that. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> Sonda discovers lying! <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately or unfortunately, Box does not move. He stands his ground. He, he stays there. Box, I realize this is your home, but please, I am trying to help. Mother, help me. I will not leave, Mother. And you all hear and feel the ground starting to give way beneath you. Sonja's going to fly for the exit. Well, she's going to fly for Druster and Duke and make sure that they're out of the uh, I'm going to be making sure, like, pushing Duke along just to get a little <laughs> bit faster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I think, Sonda, you leave first and just as Druster. Druster and Duke, you're always, like, just in the nick of time because <laughs> just as you exit you feel the ground beneath you give way and the whole of the diner, including a huge part of the ground outside of the diner, immediately collapses in on itself. Like a large plume of dust surrounds you all on top of the dust that's already around you. And for a moment, you're all blinded, but gradually the dust starts to sediment on the ground and you start seeing robots around you, some confused, some shouting out words of distress, and some just moving out into nowhere. They're just going. What did the three of you do? I'm going to start walking Clara home. Yeah, you head towards the house from before while carrying Clara. I say, my jukebox brother, where is my jukebox brother? I am sorry, Duke. He was not willing to leave mother. Maybe he was never your brother after all. I'm sure we will find your brother someday. Perhaps there will be more like me. And perhaps there will be other diners. Perhaps the new, the other diners will not try to reprogram us. That is my hope. I do not like being reprogrammed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Sonda's going to sit sit on Duke's head and say, It is okay. Until we find a place for you, you can stay with us and I will help you. No more stealing. I agree. Drazda, I have no moral compass. Therefore, stealing is okay for me. No. No more stealing. <laughs> they try to take things at bad. <laughs> bad things happen, liars. No. <laughs> I hear Sonda's words, and I say, Thank you, Zonda. Although I have no home, I am glad I have family. Oh! <laughs> oh that's so cute. <laughs> oh my god. That is so cute. Yeah. And Sonda's just going to pat Duke on her little robot head. I'm going to fast forward to you three arriving at Clara's house and would you place her in one of the beds or? 
in uh, Bobby's room. Yeah, so you go up to Bobby's room, place her on the bed, and I'm not going to get you to roll, but you you will quickly, you if you're willing to, you can quickly repair her as well. Reset her, sorry. Oh, yeah. Sonda <laughs> <laughs> is going to place the necklace that she found around Clara's neck. Duke is downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Duke is downstairs playing. Oh, the music box is in the is in the crater, but you recorded the music. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I will play that. Aww, you guys. <laughs> Eventually, Clara opens her eyes and looks around you. That really happened, didn't it? Yeah. I am sorry. Uh, it's it's okay. It's 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 okay. I, I thank you for bringing me here. I can stay here until Bobby returns. Maybe we can stay here with you for a while. I'm sure we can restore the power to this place. After all, we removed the power from Mother. How hard can it be? And uh, Sonda's just going to be sitting on the pillow next to Clara's head. She opens her mouth to say something and then she smiles um, the best she can and says, That would be nice. Thank you. Uh, one, one thing. Uh, we found Bobby's bones. Oh, no! Trust her! (laughs) Trust her, no! Am I a good boy? Am I a good boy? I found his bones. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Clara kind of smiles at you and tilts her head slightly to the left and repeats that movement several times, almost like it's kind of in a loop. Even her facial features are looping several times. Then suddenly she stops, smiles and says, Bobby will be back. Don't worry. Sonja just kind of goes, no, like she's, she's waving her little arms like, you didn't say was a good boy. I'm just going to go downstairs. Please rest here, Clara. I will go down and talk to my friends. It is good that you told me what friends are, because now I know that I have them. Of course. Thank you. And she's going to go down and um, go down and meet up with Duke and Druster and say, Duke, thank you. Druster, thank you too. Druster, you are a good boy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But do not tell Clara about Bobby until she is ready. (laughs) Sondra is going to settle down in a sunny um, spot and spread out her solar wings and a bunch of little uh, doodads are going to emerge from her chassis and they're going to start repairing she's going to start repairing herself as she starts to charge up in the sunlight and maybe later she'll go out and see if she can restore the power to this building but at the moment she's just repairing herself Mm. yeah i think duke will continue to play soothing music kind of aimed upstairs so that clara can hear it as well not gonna get the skull. Custer <laughs> <laughs> just goes around and starts fixing up the houses, cleaning up the dust, just making sure everything is nice and neat in that little neighborhood. One by one, making sure everything is closed off and nice. Aww. That's so adorable. As we as we pan out of the house and towards the horizon, or at least towards the remnants of the diner, 
you three for the first time in a long time find yourselves doing something with a positive or just just a purpose something that you've been searching for for quite a long time truster cleaning the house or just you know being there and tidying up things for someone juke providing music to those in need and sonder providing the science that is in much need <laughs> for many people as she repairs herself we pan towards the diner for a moment and just as we head out we see the soil moving ever so slightly and i think we're going to end the session there If you like what you hear, please connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at dfyt_podcast, on Facebook at Don't Forget Your Towel Podcast, and through email at dfytpodcast@gmail.com. If you have a few dollars to spare and you've been liking what you hear, please consider donating to us on Patreon. But if you don't have a few dollars to spare, that's all good too. Just keep listening and like or review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Every single rating goes a long way to helping us increase our reach and to share the RPG love. Till next time, keep your towels at the ready.